Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. Yo, it's your girl, Fresh Love, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Hey, this is Rick Sincere with this week's Time Out. A seldomly remembered fact about the legacy of Packers legendary quarterback Brett Favre is that he started off his NFL career as a second-round pick of the Atlanta Falcons. As a rookie in the NFL, he was coached by Falcons head coach Jerry Glanville, who wasn't particularly fond of Brett Favre. At one point, he told other players concerning Brett Favre that this kid will either be the rookie of the year or he's going to be gone by the end of the year. Simply meaning that in his eyes, he was the epitome of a boomer bust prospect. Favre had tremendous arm strength, and the coach of Atlanta would bet other coaches that he could throw the ball up to the third deck. And the coach was right, he could. But that was the extent of Brett Favre's effectiveness in Atlanta. The next year, he was traded away to the Green Bay Packers. And another little-known fact is that once he made it to the Green Bay Packers, he wasn't immediately named the starter. He was a backup again to the starter at the time, Dan Mikowski. On September 20, 1992, Don went down and Brett Favre came in nervous, scared, but ready. He came in and took the Green Bay Packers to victory that day in amazing fashion. He was blitzed on almost every play, but he stayed the course. He listened to his coaches, got the win, man. And in typical Brett Favre fashion, it was comeback gunslinger fashion. He wins the game. And at that point, doesn't let go of the starting job. Brett Favre was that dude. He became the franchise quarterback of the Green Bay Packers from backup in Atlanta to franchise quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Just like that. It's funny that a guy drafted in the second round by a completely different team would go on and be one of the best quarterbacks in the franchise history of the Green Bay Packers. When he was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons, the announcer didn't even say his name right. He said that with the 33rd selection of the 91 NFL draft, the Falcons selected Brett Favor. And it's cool because the person that I want to link, <laughs> I want to link this story to was also favored by his father. His name is Joseph. He was the younger son. He was the younger son of 12 boys born to his father, Jacob. Joseph, man, was so highly regarded by his father and loved by his father. Man, he was also loved by God. Yet time and time again, this dude found himself in a horrible situations. If you know the story of Joseph, then you know that he was favored by his father, which made his brothers very upset. His brothers were so jealous and so angry at him at times. And if you go through the story, sometimes they had a right to be. He would tell them dreams of them bowing down before him, all kind of stuff he would do. Um, but with that, man, they sold him into slavery. So he finds himself as a slave. Coming from his father's house where he's favored, he's given a beautiful coat. Now, all of a sudden, he's in slavery. He then moves on to Potiphar's house. He's put in charge of everything Potiphar owns. He's handsome, though. So Potiphar's wife wants to sleep with him. And he says no. She blames him for rape. And then he's thrown into prison. Horrible circumstances for Joseph. But even though he was going through these horrible circumstances, the Bible says... God was with him. So while he's in prison, two of his fellow inmates came up to him and said they had been bothered by dreams. And they shared their dreams with Joseph. 
he says, I can interpret them. One guy's dream meant that in three days, he was the cupbearer for Pharaoh. He said, in three days, Pharaoh's going to call for you and he's going to restore you to your position. The other guy's dream <laughs> meant in three days, Pharaoh would call him too. But instead of restoring him to this position, he was going to take his head off and impale his body <laughs> and have the crows eat at his flesh. Just as Joseph predicted three days later, bam, one guy gets called and restored. The other guy gets killed. Joseph told the guy, hey, look, when you get up there, tell Pharaoh what I can do. Remind them about who I am. Tell them who I am. And when you tell them who I am, you know, get me out of here, basically. The guy forgot. But even though the guy forgot, Joseph was down there and God was with him. One day, Pharaoh had a dream that tormented him, man. It was just, he couldn't figure it out. He called everybody around. He couldn't figure it out. And all of a sudden, that guy who he told that he would be restored remembered, oh, man, hey, there's a guy in prison who can help you with your dream. So he calls for Joseph. Pharaoh calls for Joseph to interpret his dream. Pharaoh had this dream of seven fat cows, right? Seven big fat cows, nice and whatever is great, right? Healthy cows. And then seven skinny cows will come and devour the seven healthy cows. And then seven grains of wheat, healthy grains of wheat. And then seven horrible grains that would devour those other seven grains. And Joseph said, hey, look, man, um, I can't tell you what your dreams mean, but God can. And God was with him. So Joseph told Pharaoh that his dreams meant that there was going to be seven years of plenty in the land and then seven years of famine. Those seven years of famine would make everybody forget about the years of plenty. He advised Pharaoh to put a percentage of his wheat away. So during the, during the plentiful years and once the famine came, there would be food for everybody. Man, Pharaoh marveled and said that, man, is there anybody like this dude in the land? He put Joseph in charge of all of Egypt. Joseph was only second. He was only second to Pharaoh in the land. So from prisoner to ruler of all of Egypt, just like that. Just like Brett Favre went from bench player to franchise quarterback, just like that. Even though Joseph was going through trials and testing, God had a plan that far exceeded his current situation when he was in Potiphar's house, his current situation when he was in prison. The plan God had far exceeded those things. The Bible says that through all those things, when Joseph was in prison, God was with him. At Potiphar's house, God was with him. I want to tell you that God is with you. If you're in a bad circumstance, whether you've been displaced, you're not even in your home, you're not in the comfort of your space, God is with you. So here's the play. Make the most of your current situation and act as if God is with you. When Joseph was in prison, he became the head prisoner. He was over all the other prisoners and the guy who was in charge of everything had nothing to worry about because Joseph was there and he knew God was with him. When Joseph was at Potiphar's house, he was second in command to only Potiphar himself. Potiphar didn't worry about anything because he knew he had a man there who worked his behind off and God was with him. Where are you? What situation are you in? What circumstance are you in? You need to work as if God is with you. And God will favor you. <laughs> You'll be favored. Work as if God is with you. Make the best of your circumstances as, God, as if God is with you. 
And in his timing, he's going to elevate you. That's the play this week. Make the best of your situation. I love you. God bless you. I pray you have a phenomenal day.